Oh, yeah. That's got Vinny written all over it, doesn't it, right there? It's meant to be. We come as a nation. Boomer. <laughs> Two years, Tyler, two years uh, of Brent, head football coach Brent Venables. Feel like um, it? Not really. Still feels pretty new, right? Last Kinda? year, well, at, at, uh, at a year's, the, the point of one year last year, it thought, oh, yeah, that definitely felt like a year after the 6-7 yeah. season. This college oh football God. season went by so quick that it does not, it does not feel like two years. It doesn't. It still feels kind of new uh, for whatever reason. It got a chance to cap off a, a really strong season, go win 11 games, win a bowl, uh, perhaps get the the future quarterback his first start against a really good football team, get him essentially a, a spring practice ahead of schedule before next spring to get acclimated as the starter, to get the coaching as a starter. To build some chemistry as a starter with the with the wideouts and and uh, and all that, so I think he's capping off year two potentially in a really good way. And you know, I, considering the the state of college football and and what the transfer portal has become for everyone, I mean, outside of what may or may not happen in the transfer portal, everything else feels like. They've done a really good job, kind of solidifying their spot, right? Yeah, and that and we talked about the positives so far through two years, and w- why we feel good about where they're headed. We'll uh, we'll address the maybe some questions that we have or things that need to be better moving forward. But it just feels like they have a a, a real a legitimate foundation with, with the program. Like they're on they're standing on good ground right now, and, and there's a challenge moving forward. We all know about that with the SEC, but the recruiting is much better, especially on the defensive side of the ball, the defensive talent, the development, but it just, it feels like he really wanted to establish, you know, just kind of what this program is going to be about a foundation. It feels like they, they're, they're in a pretty good spot for that. I agree. I agree. Now, um, we're going to have to figure something out in the portal. Yep. Line of scrimmage, um, running back, corner um tight end i mean we've got some big needs in the portal but it's not like uh the university of oklahoma is alone in that there's going to be a bunch of teams that are looking to make moves in the portal but we've got some good young players that we're bringing in at those spots you know we got a five-star running back we got a five-star or would have been a five-star tight end coming in we got a five-star defensive tackle coming in um you know, we got some some good offensive line guys, and perhaps even more scheduled to come in. A uh, good quarterback coming in. Like we're hitting on a lot of those spots that are big needs, but you can't expect, you know, many of those guys, if any, to be a factor next year. It just takes a little while for your recruits to come online, and in the meantime, you've got to supplement with transfer portal, and that's where we are. We've got. Uh, a really good young quarterback that's about to take over where the sky is the limit. He could be a Heisman Trophy-type player here um, if the development and everything uh, goes the way that we hope and expect it, it's it's going to. So 
think you're one going into the SEC. You got to feel like we're in a pretty good place. Yeah, and let me read some responses on uh, Twitter at KREF Sports if you're not following us already, and I'll, I'll get some from the text line as well. I'll, I'll actually, um, I'll actually pick one from the text line here from the nine one eight. It's a good point. Thank God this is his two year anniversary instead of day one. And I, yeah. look, I know everyone still hates Lincoln around here, and, and rightfully so. But thankfully, he left when he when he decided to, because it, it's felt like you've needed. And we'll see your SEC readiness next year. But it's it felt like it it needed to be two years to get yourself ready for year one in that league. If it was day one today, and you had that schedule next year, oh boy, not great. Yeah, no, I I I totally agree. Um, you know, I I when you look at the schedule right now. And I know it's it's this is really an impossible question, but just kind of knowing what we know about us traditionally and the schools we're going to play traditionally, how many games do you think will be a favorite or a dog in? Uh, Maybe all, it's easier just to say what what games you think will be a dog in. Okay, all four of your non-conference games you'll be favored. I think you'll be favored at home against Tennessee in your first SEC game. I think you'll be favored against South Carolina at home. Um, golly, I mean, it's so tough. Like, is Missouri going to be as good as they were this year? Is Auburn going to yeah. be a lot better? I'm going to guess that they are favored in. I'll say they're a dog to Bama at home at LSU to Texas. Texas? Yeah, I'll say they're an underdog in three games out of the twelve. But God, that's so yeah. dependent on what kind of season that you're having up to that point i'll just i'll throw out a a dog in three games yeah i mean i think that's it's hard to argue with um if you win all of them and lose all if you win all the ones you're a favorite in and lose all the ones you're a dog in and you end up nine and three i i don't know if that's would be good enough to make a playoff probably not is their quarterback the healthy if their quarterback's team. not healthy then no way they're not making it in yeah That's what no I found kidding out. no kidding Let, okay gunny says i feel great with the program headed in the right direction i'll pull a teddy and say bv gets a natty within three years yeah casey says really good went from six and seven to arguably a top 10 team in the country uh shelby says i believe it's heading in the right direction I also believe Venables is going to need a year to get OU on the right track going to the SEC. I think next year will show us how close or how far we are from truly competing with the national uh, stage, just my opinion. Booma. So there's there's a lot of the positives there and throw recruiting in there. But what about um what about question marks two years in? What's something that you maybe question a bit moving forward? Something you're concerned with, something that has to get better? And I'll start with something that has to get better because it wasn't great this year. It didn't feel like it was great in conference play last year. I don't know why. But this team, throughout two years, has been pretty good at home. They were this year at least. I don't know why, but they get off to bad starts on the road and they just don't play their best football on the road so far consistently. That cannot be the case next year. No. No. Um I think we, I think I think we need to. Well, we got to get better on the line of scrimmage. Um, not that we were bad this year, you know. I thought honestly, like D line, 
did a pretty good job. I mean, we weren't game changers, but, you know, in some of those games that we didn't perform well on defense, I I don't know necessarily the blame is, is pointed directly at the, the defensive line. Uh, sometimes, sure, but uh, we still have to get better on the line of scrimmage uh, on both sides of the ball. And I, in my opinion, like we have to have our star players show up more regular. You know? Yeah. Um, and I, maybe maybe we just kind of flat out had a lack of star power. I I hate to say it, but whenever you compare uh, just offensively and maybe defensively too, but when you compare skill guys against Texas, I, they just they had they had far more star power on offense. You know, I don't think they had nearly as good of a quarterback. I, if we switched quarterbacks with them, they'd be undefeated and probably win uh, a oh, national man. championship this year, and we would probably be a 7-5 and five football team. Well, and we saw with them the difference that and when he was healthy, how big of a difference maker a legitimate tight end like J.T. Sanders is. Yeah. And, and that's Quinn not even Ewers talking about their his, wide receivers, but, I mean, that's, that's a huge difference right. maker. Quinn Ewers has his faults. Uh, he's actually played really good lately. Uh, I will admit that. But the what really makes them go is Steve Sarkeesian, and he spent time in the NFL. And this is why I always talk about I why I think some college football teams need to start borrowing from the NFL. In the NFL, it is not about your system. It's not about being a guru. It's about getting the ball to your star players. And that's what Sarkeesian is good at. Quinn Ewers doesn't have to do a lot of incredible things. They just scheme up good things, good concepts for their star players, and he distributes the football to those guys. We were way more about our system and and what we do than we are about finding a way to get the ball to our best players. Sure. Yeah, no, I and, – and... Like you said, they need their star players to show up more consistently. I mean, Nick Anderson had some good moments after the Texas game, after Andrew Anthony, but did he show up on a regular basis like he needed to week in and week out? Probably not. I think that's probably fair to say. Like he, Well, I think it's fair to say, but I also think it's fair to say that I don't know that we gave him the best environment to do that. Well, I mean, and that's fair when you're talking about an offense that was either feast or, I mean, famine on the deep balls. Either they chose to throw it down the field one week or it was completely out of the playbook the week after that. And we talked all yeah. year how we thought it could be, it was one of the strengths of the offense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, so I, that that's something that I think we, we are going to have to be better at moving to the SEC for sure. And um, got to play better on the road. Again, I don't know why that was the case this year, but they just weren't great on the road. And then I'll make the same point that we made several times throughout the OC search. Time of possession has just got to be better. I mean, this is a a league where depth matters, man. And if you don't have depth, you're going to struggle, especially in November. This cannot be a team that is – on a regular basis, losing time of possession battle. I don't know if it's fair to point as a reason as to why the defense struggled so much late, 
but they've got to figure out an offense and a game plan. They've got to figure out how to help their defense out more because you're really putting them in a tough spot, especially late in the year when the games are most important, when they've logged as many snaps as they had going into like week 11 last year. That's, that's got to change. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with a lot of that for sure. Um, yeah, I, I. How about special teams too? Uh, yeah, for sure. And again, we were That's talking part of the first. On the road. Yeah, but we were talking the first four or five games of the year on how good it was. Peyton Bowen's blocking yeah. punts. Um, there, you know, Gavin Freeman returned a punt for a touchdown. They're returning some kickoffs. Like things were looking really good special teams wise, and it just kind of crashed and never recovered this year. Punting got a lot better yeah. once they made a switch, but. Yeah, and I think that there's some things to be optimistic about, sure, but there's some things that we can look at and throw in special teams in that category. Like the the, the margin of error, it's so slim in this league, you can't have a kicker that's incapable of consistently making it from 32 yards out. Nope, there's no doubt. You can't muff kickoffs and muff punts and get punts blocked and – uh, you know, turnover, kickoff returns, and miss kicks and shank punts. Like, I think I think we hit on the try, like not even the trifecta, like the bingo card of mess ups on special teams. I think we hit everything. We also hit a lot of successes on the bingo card of special teams, but we definitely hit the failure on almost all of them. And would you like to sure that up? Would you like to run those down, or is that too painful of an exercise? Uh, no, I'll run it down. We we got a punt blocked for a touchdown. Yeah, against Texas, we muffed a punt return. Yeah, we fumbled a kickoff return. Yep, and against Tulsa, we. Uh, I got one see. that you may not. I got one that you may not think. I, I'm going to see if you get to this one or not. It happened late in the year. That should be a dead okay. giveaway. Mi- missed, missed field goals. Um, kick out of bounds. Throw that one in there too. Kick out of bounds. Um, did we give up a surprise onside? Uh, An they onside ga- kick. They gave up a fake punt against Texas. Early in the game. Gave up a fake punt. And the one that I'm thinking of that you're probably forgetting is in the BYU game on the fake punt that was executed. Failed. You. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Got called back. We've, yeah. We, I was thinking of that, but I didn't know how to classify it. But failed, uh, failed fake punt. And then the illegal forward pass on the kickoff return against Texas. Okay. This is, this is too painful now. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like we, we hit the. We hit everything, but we also made made some big plays as well. Which you know, I'm not I'm not forgetting about that, but you tend to forget about it whenever you almost like take every positive and counter it with a negative. Right, we just got to eliminate some of those because those are huge plays. Those like, and I know like people make fun of me or or downplay it, but special teams is like one of the most important parts of the entire game you are changing possession of the football chain it's like a turnover in action 
someone's given you the football, if you screw that up, sometimes you can never recover for, from it in a game. Yeah. Hey, real quick. Before... And also, if you're able to make those plays, it's often ends up being the difference. Real quick before we hit a break here, a uh, big portal entry, the biggest of the day, Texas A&M defensive lineman LT Overton plans to enter the transfer portal. He was the number one overall recruit in 23 before reclassifying to 2022 and still finished as a five-star that year. We'll have two years of eligibility remaining. So we'll see if OU Hmm. tries to get active in that or not, but... I think LT Overton's probably going to get a bag from from somewhere. Wow. What number is he? He is number 18. Who's is Hicks 17? I don't know what uh, number he is. It, Walter Nolan was was he zero or single digit number? Zero, I think. Cuz I was watching them uh in one of like their last game and I was trying to figure out who was who. Watching them play, they they got some good-looking D-tackles for sure. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up, hanging out at Metro Ford of OKC. And uh, they got great deals going. 1.9% for 60 months on the 2023 Ford Escape. 1.9% for 60 months on the 2023 Bronco Sport. 0% for 60 months on the 2023 Ford Edge. And, of course, 2.9% for 72 months on the 2023 Ford F-150s. Come see us at Metro Ford of OKC. Sooner Football Talk lives here. This is The Ref. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. GMC Sierra with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior, and of course, the available world's first six-function multi-community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. As for Dylan Gabriel, uh, sources just told me in the last hour that he's expected to take a visit to Oregon this week. Oregon has jumped out ahead as the favorite for Gabriel's services. He's obviously thrown for nearly 15,000 yards and 125 touchdown passes in his career. We'll see if there's another Hawaiian in Oregon. Obviously, Marcus Mariota won the Heisman there. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. There's Pete Thamel of ESPN today reporting that DG going to take a visit to Oregon at some point this week. And, and we'll come back to that and some other news in the portal and OU football. But I know a lot of people are making their way over to the LNC right now for the 6 p.m. tip between OU and Providence. Now, I, I know that your final score predictions, you, you love to throw in the, the final score of 69 here. But I, I will tell you, that OU this year has scored 107, 72, 79, 90, 93, 82, and 89 points in the regular season. So you do what you want. If you want to predict OU wins by scoring 69 points, have at it. I'm just giving you the information that they haven't scored that few of points this year. I just thought we'd give a final score prediction real quick because people make their way to the arena. What do you think? 82 69. Providence is with the 69. Uh-huh. But not on the good end. They lose. Yeah, they're on the bad end, uh, bad end of the 82 69 <laughs> game. Uh, I, yeah, I'm That's excited a cover. about it. Too, That's an easy cover. That's no sweat at all, man. I know. I, 
I'm anxious to to get home and watch this game and watch this team run up and down the floor. Going to be fun, man. I'm excited for him. I'm excited for Porter Moser, man. Just hasn't had a fair run of it, you know. It's been it's been constant turnover and chaos, and has never really had much of a chance to get a foothold. And uh, feels like maybe for the first time he's been able to to put together a group that can go out there and compete athletically. Uh, I uh, I'll have a, a little bit much more of a sweat. Really, the the betting line sweat here. Mm-hmm. 85-80 OU. OU just covers the four and a half with a five point win. So good luck to you, betters. OU minus four and a half in this game. Nice. Go get it done. Very very nice. OU moves to eight and zero. Number nineteen OU. We both agree moves to eight and zero tonight at the uh, at the LNC. Uh, we we've talked about it. at I think once earlier today, but just for the 5 o'clock crowd. Yeah, Dylan Gabriel going to visit Oregon this weekend. That is a much better destination for USC. And I think it's a much better destination. I wouldn't have an issue rooting for Mississippi State next year if DG was there. But come on, man. Like Mississippi State's probably going to have a tough year next year. If he goes to Oregon, they'll be in the conversation for the college football playoff next year, especially with that 12-team playoff. Well, you would think you talked about how difficult their schedule is, so they're going to have to overcome that. But, and I don't know a whole lot about what their roster is going to look like coming back. But you got to imagine uh, they're going to be a big active player in the portal as well to fill whatever holes they may have. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm sure there's possibly some other teams involved, but it kind of feels like. He's going to Oregon, right? I mean, I know nothing's going to be official and probably not going to be official for some time, but it, I think we can – when something is this, like being reported by this many people and reputable people and knowing why he's staying in college football and what they have to offer, it all lines up pretty nicely. Well, and we had heard the rumors for a few weeks that he wanted to get back to the West Coast, and that is West Coast. And there's, is there a better quarterback vacancy right now than than Oregon? I mean, I I guess it's between them and and USC at this point. Throw Washington in there. Oregon's a pretty dadgum good spot, especially for how much you can get paid there. Ohio State's, yeah, that's really good too. I I forgot about uh, McCord in the portal yesterday. But just with the NIL opportunities yeah. at, at Oregon, man, that may that may put it over the top. And Washington's going to have one. Yeah, the um, rumor there is Will Rogers leaving Mississippi State. See, that is that's I a know surprising it's, one it's to underwhelming me. to me too. But I don't know. He can wing it now. That that is an offense that throws it around, and that's his specialty. So. 918, breaking news. ESPN apparently, Ron DeSantis wants to sue the college football playoff over the Florida State snub. That's from Mr. Anderson in Tulsa and links the story by ESPN. Ooh, I'll have to read that after the show. Is that real? Beautiful. Um, I never saw this story, but someone told me that Oregon State and Washington State won that lawsuit. Against the NCAA, or, the, or the, it was against the Pac-12, right? Against the Pac-12. Man, there's so many other th- stories going on here locally and across the sport. I paid no attention to that. Like 
The only thing recently I've seen is they came to the scheduling agreement with the Mountain West. Outside that, not sure what's been going on in Pullman and Corvallis. Uh, I'm gonna look it up because what I was what I was told, like, sounded to me like it would have been front page news everywhere. Um, so I I don't know. I'll look it up over the next break. Did the and, Pac-12 and have to pay something. them all remaining thirty seven dollars they have in their account? and to be split up equally between Oregon State and Washington State? I don't know the details of it, but apparently they were going to get, like, all of the money that was supposed to be left. And it was a huge amount. And they get, even with, it was, again, I'm not reporting this. I I haven't even looked for it yet. But also, like, they're going to be, there will be a part of the automatic bid in the new playoff. What? That's whoa. Yeah, I know. I, that's what I'm saying. What? Like that's why I asked you if you saw uh. anything on it because I I haven't even looked it up. But I'll, I'll hopefully over the next break I'll be able to either yeah. say something about it or not. This goes back to uh, the conversation last segment about all right, we feel good about things, but here's here are things that that have to be better. And and this is a great point. Home, on the road, neutral site, wherever. From the 405, we have to get better at controlling the game. We never stretch an opponent past two scores most of the season, and we're playing not to lose rest of the game. I love that point. If you got a chance to step on someone's throat, deliver the kill shot, that they had plenty of opportunities to do that this year, and a lot of times they failed. Yeah. Well, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, yeah. I don't, you, we, do we have any else? I know we're late for a, a timeout. Oh, any I other mean, thing else on the text line? Yeah, several. A lot of LT Overton um, text uh, in the portal right now. A ton of those. But got to get better at kicking. That's from the 405. 978, yeah. better backer play. Really hurting losses and in close games. KA and yeah. BA, my biggest concern is that they have still not put together a complete game on offense, defense, and special teams. That being said, BV is the right man for the job. I mean, that is true. I mean, we still haven't put together that that complete game. And, you know, I don't know that – is there any one position that we can point at and say, like, I'm not even worried about that. We're, we're exactly where we need to be. I think the answer is overwhelmingly a screaming no. Yeah, I mean, I feel probably best about safety, but is it – absolutely where it needs to be well probably not a lot of that is depending on whether or not bowman comes. and i'm factoring in that i think he will be back for that okay yeah but anywhere else o-line no quarterback no uh no Uh uh-uh to answer your question yeah i mean we, we we need to upgrade everywhere i i don't know is there even one one position group where we could say we were the best in the conference, in the Big Twelve, other than quarterback God, man, individually. If we could just omit the last two games, I know you can. I, I'm you know joking a bit, but I, I I did feel like they had, if not the best, like the next best collection of linebackers for the majority of the year this year. Texas had a good one with Jalen Ford. I mean, backer play was good. Anthony I Hill was playing good. Yeah, late. yeah, he's a really good true freshman. He's going to be a good player for them. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I would have thrown backer in there, maybe safety in there. Corner I thought I mean, was really I, good when Gentry was available and healthy. 
I mean, here's the thing about Backer. I, we eventually had to move Stutzman to Mike and bring Kip in at will and never really found a true starting Mike Backer for like the last three or four games. Yeah, so to answer your so. question, like, are they absolutely where they need to be at any spot? Like, I mean, may, if Bowman comes back, I could potentially argue safety, and they don't have any portal casualties there. But outside that, I mean, that's that's why we think they're going to be so heavy in the portal this this offseason at yeah. multiple positions. Yeah, you're right, though. Safety, we could be we could be really, really good at safety. Playmakers, size, athleticism, uh, guys that will absolutely bring the wood. So, yeah. Looking good. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. A couple of segments left. Hanging out, Metro Ford of OKC. Stay tuned. Sooner football talk lives here. This is The Ref. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. GMC Sierra with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior, and of course, the available world's with matching sets starting at just $20. Mitchell's Jewelry in the heart of Norman at 2201 West Main. Extremely tough defensively, and then they, they try to play fast, and uh, They'd be undefeated. Their only loss was in overtime, and one of their key players got hurt in the first two minutes of the game. That was their only loss. And they'd be a top 15 team. They got veterans. They got Bryce Hopkins, who's an All-American candidate. Devin Carter. Um, just a physical Big East team. Old, fast. They're, they're really good. They're, they're an NCAA tournament team. They're, they're, they're very good, playing really well. We've seen how good Wisconsin's in the top 25 right now. They beat Wisconsin by 20. And uh, just a really good physical Big East team. Porter on the T-Row in the morning show today talking about this Providence team, OU and Providence, tipping off in about 20 minutes from the LNC. And, you know, I, we're, we're all excited about the team and all looking forward to this game, and, and rightfully so. But, man, this is one of those that you, you, you got to have. Like, this is one of those games that you got to win. Porter thinks they're going to be an NCAA tournament team, and I think he's probably right on that. But you got them on your your home floor. The excitement level's high with this fan base. Keeping everybody engaged with a nice performance and a nice win is big. But even if this isn't one of your three biggest wins of the year, and let's hope that it's not, even if they get the win tonight, but this is just one of those quality resume-building wins that can go a long way and not only get you in the tournament, man, but really improving your seed as the year goes on. So... Uh, it's, no it's, 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 an, it's an important game tonight, for sure, even though it's still early in the season. It's, and it's also, like, just to get back on the map of hoops, you know, kind of been off the map for a while, uh, you know, not, not necessarily taking part in the navigation to make it to the tournament and everything. I mean, we've, we've won some games and we've had some moments, but it uh, feels like this may, may be your best chance in quite a while, and... It's going to be a big opportunity on the U, um, and this is a team that, you know, on a on a nationally televised broadcast can go out and get a lot of people saying, "Hey, that's actually a really exciting team to watch and uh, generate a little buzz around the program." I mean, you're 19 in the AP poll, um, yeah. and you moved up from what 25 in the AP poll last week, and is Pine Bluff the only team that they beat a week ago? I believe it is. Yes. So some things happen in front of you. You jumped up six spots after beating just Pine Bluff. 
Providence, like that name, that's got some respect. Arkansas, that name, it's got some respect in college hoops. So who knows, if you win these next two, maybe you're a top 15 team getting to rate, uh, take on uh, North Carolina, who's a top 10 team here. And that kind of goes to your uh, attention thing that you're talking about. Yeah. I don't know if you know this or not, but I am actually an expert on Providence. I've stayed there at least three times to go play the New England Patriots. You guys say in Providence, Providence, Rhode Island. Huh. That's right. Have I been in the airport in Providence or maybe just drove through Providence one time? How, How far is that? Because Boston from Foxborough is not just next door. It's a nice little, nice little it's hike. It's like, yeah, Foxborough's like halfway between Providence and and Boston, and I think it's probably just a lot easier to fly in to wherever the airport is there in Providence. You kind of stay just on the outskirts of of downtown Providence, and then take a quick little trip up to Foxborough, and you're kind of going opposite the huge group from Boston that's trying to get to the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, makes sense. So So what's uh, interesting about the Northeast is uh, we'll go to Boston a couple of times in the past few years. You rent a Turo, which is essentially renting someone else's car. And from Boston, you can be in Maine in like 45 minutes. You can be in several different states in less than an hour. Didn't you go? Deal. Didn't you go lobster fishing off the the end of uh, Kitty Bunkport where the the bushes? The Bush family lives. Yeah, no, uh, we did? tried to diving. Inf- for... We tried to infiltrate the Bush compound. Uh, was there lobster fishing involved? Sadly, there was not that day. Oh, but I did okay. have plenty of lobster. Harry and Lloyd mm, well, were from Providence. You should start telling Grove. the story that you uh, went lobster fishing. Right outside of the Bush's compound. Or That's he, a better story. Or yelled, Texas sucks, to George W. as he was standing out front. Yeah, you, you snuck onto the property to hang the Longhorn sign upside down? I can't remember if they're uh, – his dad has a – like there's a library at A&M that has his name on it. So I don't know if they're – if they're both A&M, one's A&M, the other one's Texas. George W. just probably loves everything Texas. Hell – I root for both of them until they play each other. That's what George W. is. Well, remember he had just gotten in office after we won the national championship whenever we took our trip to the White House, and uh, he was cracking all kinds of jokes. So I thought he was I, I thought he was a, like a Longhorn fan or went, went there. I'm not sure, but he was cracking all kinds of jokes. He was actually hilarious. It was cool. I um, – boy, I, I just – I was preparing for every single day this week to be portal madness, and it hasn't been that today. It's been very quiet. And no one from OU um, has announced their intentions in the portal either. I just don't feel like this team is going to be what, – what's the word that ESPN used? Exodus yesterday? Which is – I mean, that's just not – it's not true. And some on the text line were even texting in earlier this hour saying, I'm worried about all these portal entrances. Should I be? My answer to that is no. I don't. I just don't. I think OU is going to be overwhelmingly a net positive in the portal versus a net negative. They're, they're going to fare like in terms of names that leave versus names that coming in. OU will get better throughout the portal, not worse. And Do I don't you think, think it'll we'll be lose very a starter? I mean, I guess they already have in Gabriel. 
Well, yeah, I that. I mean, it's true, and that'll be held against us when everyone is saying winners and losers of the portal. But I mean, we already cooked that in. That was a surprise to nobody. Everyone, I, I shouldn't say everyone. The overwhelming majority of people assumed either portal or NFL for DG. Okay, so outside of DG, do they lose a starter anywhere? Um, I'm thinking on the offensive line, I don't count Savion Bird as a starter, so that's that's a no there. Uh, I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say no. They don't lose a starter, someone who I think would have started next year. I'm trying yeah. to think of who the most likely candidate would be. To, to lose a starter for next year. Yeah. Um, Agree? Disagree? Well, I guess you just – you never know until until you just totally find out. Um, I guess I'm trying to think who would even be a candidate. I guess maybe you could say Tawi. I mean, he was a starter for a decent portion of the season at running back and – he jumped in the portal. Maybe I, I missed on that, but I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I guess Reg is no Reggie Pearson staying. Is he staying? I think no. He's he's he was done. He's a one year guy. Oh, he's he's done. Okay. Yeah, I think his dad's then, fighting pretty hard for him to get in the Senior Bowl right now, from what I can tell. Oh, okay. Key Lawrence, um, he's in the portal. I mean, he was a big rotational guy. May have got a start or two. Yeah. I mean outside of outside of some of those guys. I mean the biggest name so. the biggest name or the name that was oh I mean outside Gabriel, which I think you thought that that could be a real chance. I'd say Dalen Smothers is probably the biggest surprise. And if OU if we're at the end of this portal cycle and we're still talking about Dalen Smothers as the biggest surprise, and I do think there's a chance that that's the case, that's overall a pretty big win. I think it's a very big win. If that's the yeah. biggest surprise that you have. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess it's hard to know. I we're, we're losing so many guys to the NFL and to graduation that are starters. It's, you know, there's not many left. It's true. It's a small handful. By the way, I guess W, George W, has a uh, uh-huh. library at SMU. His dad's got one at A&M. Uh, but George W., one of his daughters, went to Texas. So there's, they're all over go. the place. Yeah. Must be like a, an agreement. You have to – someone from the family has to attend Jeez. each of the schools Feel bad for Texas. the grandkids if one of them has to go to Tech. Yikes. Ugh. What a terrible deal. Oh, no kidding. Whew. That's whenever you know you're you're really outside uh, the norm if no one – if uh, you don't have a Bush attend – your your college so we'll see what happens with tech all right quick time out we'll come back and wrap things up next year for metro ford sooner football talk lives here this is the ref there are trucks then there's the truck gmc sierra with available features like the v8 engine the ultimate luxury interior and of course the available world's first six function multi-pro tailgate gmc sierra not just any truck the truck GMC's continued commitment to profound